Praise the Lord. We in ourselves see nothing within us that is good. But that is what makes God so awesome, that he looks beyond everything. And the song says that it's amazing what he sees inside of us and that he loves me beyond everything. And I believe we are witnesses in this house. And I wonder, can we raise our hands and just begin to worship and thank God for his amazing love? Oh! 
His two sons are in the ministry. They're very active in the church. Their wives are active in the church. Amen. And we pray that they can also pass on this great doctrine, this great heritage to their children. It's beautiful. God bless you. God bless you, Moses. That was great. Amen. Without further delay, we're going to go right into our last message this morning. And uh, as you already know, Brother Mendoza is the man that's going to bring us the word at this time. I met Brother Mendoza many years ago. I had just, well, I guess it must have been about 1970 uh, in Stockton. And uh, he was uh, basically a newlywed. Children were not, not there yet, so you won't remember. Amen. We met him many, many years ago. We've been friends ever since. What I admire about this man is that he's not afraid of anybody. <laughs> Amen. I like that. We make a lot of friends, but we make a lot of enemies. Uh, we used to preach many conventions, but the standard has changed, but we don't. And because of that, we don't see each other preaching in conventions too often anymore. But that's all right. We're taking the message of truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're taking it forward. And this man will preach the word no matter who's in the audience. And he'll tell it like it is. And I think that's why this church loves Brother Mendoza. Amen. And his children are following his footsteps. Moses, are you a warrior? <laughs> Brother Mendoza told us about that warrior business. Let us stand tonight. It's my honor to bring to this pulpit the pastor of the Apostolic Church in Stockton, California, and the elder of that sector also, Brother Tremendoso. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Hernandez. Praise the Lord, everyone. We are so honored to be here. They told me my Boy, Israel preached on that title, Warriors Are Not Born, They're Made. I told him, you're going to make everything, buddy, think I'm a child abuser or something, my Lord. But they came out warriors. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is a dangerous place they put me to preach, the last man, because I stand between you and the super burrito. 
That's a hard place to be. God is a good God. Yes, He is. Can't nobody do me like sweet Jesus. I want to give honor to God and amen. I'm glad that our bishop is here, Bishop Gary. God bless him. Amen. I've been under his administration, amen, eight years as secretary. I told him the only reason they elected me secretary was because they wanted a good-looking secretary. But we're also happy to have his wife, Sister Betty Aguirre. God bless you. We love you. Appreciate you. Thank God that you're here. Well, I'm going to make you two promises in the name of the Lord. Number one, by the time I finish preaching, you're going to be more hungry. And number two, by the time I'm done, there's going to be some of you that are going to have an increase of the anointing of God upon your life. And that is what is important. If you have your Bibles, 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. I am not a long-winded preacher. I preach, get out of the way, and just let God do the rest. But we thank God for this conference. Amen. Pastor Hernandez mentioned that he knew me when we were newlyweds. We are going on 39 years in marriage. Amen. I have a beautiful wife. My request to the Lord when I get to heaven is that she would still be my wife. And we can carry on for all eternity. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for my daughters also. They're here and they're also totally involved in the kingdom of God. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elijah and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee, hear, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And the two went on. He said, I'm not leaving. I want to preach this afternoon with the help of the Lord upon the subject, Seeking the Anointing. I don't know who came to get something, but there's something here. And before we leave this afternoon, God wants to give us the heritage of our forefathers. And that is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. 
Right now we're asking you that you minister and pour out your spirit in a very special way. Let there be an increase of the anointing upon our lives. And that when we leave this building, God, will we be saturated onto higher heights in you. And we'll give you the praise and honor. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Give the Lord a hand praise as you are seated. My father is a pastor in Houston, Texas. And in his pastoring, he once pastored a sister. I knew her personally. She was one of these stone-faced individuals. And as strange as it might seem, I remember her because her tongue didn't seem to fit in her mouth. It was a whole lot larger. And whenever a preacher got up, she would look at him like she was disgusted with him and she was bothered about him. And she was my father's member. And my dad told me that when he would get preaching, she would always be chewing gum and giving him those looks. And he said, when I would first start preaching, she'd be chewing that gum and looking at me like she wanted me to shut up. He said, but about in the middle of the message when the anointing of God was upon me, he said, I would look at her and she would be chewing that gum a hundred miles an hour. And he said, when I saw her chewing that gum at 100 miles an hour, then I understood that I was anointed of God Almighty. I want you to know that there has to come a time in your life where you have come to a place of releasing the saturation of the anointing of the power of God Almighty. I will be anointed with fresh oil. And we are here this afternoon to receive a fresh anointing of the power of God. The process of anointing and the release of that anointing has always come and will always be in the seeking. The Bible says seek and ye shall find. But what is important, amen, is the very spirit that you are seeking with. It must be a spirit that is fervent and diligent. It must be a spirit that you are going to seek until you have found what you are seeking. And what we are seeking is the anointing of God Almighty. The parable of the lost coin speaks of a woman who sought diligently. And if you want to know what it is to seek with all your heart, just lose some money and you'll find out everything that can be turned 
over will be turned over and everything that must be swept will be swept and Elijah if you were to ask him where he was heading to he would let you know that he was heading for the double portion of the anointing of God almighty because there is nothing as great as the anointing of God upon our lives hallelujah we are people that are committed unto excellency excellency comes by habit and once you have become habitual in what you're doing you become skillful and once you become skillful you master what you're doing and you perfect it and what Elijah wanted to become perfected in and skillful in and the master in is the very anointing of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. That day when Elijah came and laid the mantle upon him, he understood one thing. I have a commission and I have a calling in my life. And that mantle that was laid upon him signified the very anointing that would come upon his life. For it was the mantle that was laid upon him that covered him. And every one of us that are here this afternoon have received the mantle of anointing upon our lives. If you sit here this afternoon with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, then the mantle has been laid upon you. And it is the mantle of the very anointing and the very power of God Almighty. God laid his mantle upon me. But there was a time I did not know how to loosen the very anointing and power of that mantle. I prayed till I couldn't pray no more. I tarried to the very end. I clapped as loud as I could. And I shouted as loud as I could. But it seemed within my very spirit that the anointing that God had for me, that I had not come to that place. But there was a yearning and a burning in my soul that I had to come on to a place that the anointing of God would be at my disposal and that I could touch the hem of his garment and understand one thing, that it is he that baptizes with the Spirit and he that baptizes with the anointing. And if I can get that anointing, I can receive the power of the Holy Ghost in my life. I was saved in the church of Wilmington. And in the church of Wilmington, there was a sister there by the name of Margie Delgado. Holy Ghost filled individual. Sister Margie would do something that was extraordinary. When she would come to church, as soon as she would put her hand on the doorknob, all of a sudden the spirit would come upon her. 
And the anointing of God would begin to saturate her. And Sister Margie would begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave her the utterance. She would walk inside of that door and all the way walking down the aisle, she would be under the anointing of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. She would kneel down and you could hear her glorifying God Almighty. She would sit down through the whole service and through the whole service she would be under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We go to Folsom Prison every Saturday. We've been going there for years. There is an inmate there that we baptize in the name of Jesus. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He's doing life right now. Kirk Franklin. And when I go to preach to these men, Brother Franklin comes to me. And when he comes to me, he extends his hand. And he begins to tell me that he appreciates that I came. And as he begins to talk to me, all of a sudden the Spirit of God gets a hold of him. He cannot finish two sentences without beginning to speak in tongues. He cannot finish what he's saying before the unction comes upon him. And all through the service, he is under that unction and that power of the Spirit of God Almighty. And I say, God, I want to be under this unction. And I want to be under this anointing. And when I knock on heaven's door, I want the door to open at the very beckoning of my voice. I want to be able to be under such a saturation that I know God that I have drawn close on to you and I want to know what the secret is I want to know how I can obtain it and God said it is in my word and I said where in your word he said when Elijah told Elijah Terry here Elijah said I'm not going to wait here and I'm not going to stay here my my mind is fixed on getting the double portion of the Spirit of God. You can try to hinder me. You can try to hold me back. But there's something inside of me that says I need a double portion. I need the power of God Almighty. I need to come out of my prayer closet and know this one thing. I've been with God and God's been with with me and I made up my mind I got to get the double portion upon me hallelujah Elijah understood one thing my turn's coming and when my turn comes it's expected of me to hit a home run I'm going to tell you something. It's expected of you to do greater works. 
It's expected of you to climb higher mountains. It's expected of you to do better works because greater is she that is in us and the anointing of God Almighty. You got to know how to hit your home runs. I played for Benning High. I was an all-star baseball player. We went to the city finals, played at USC. And I'm going to tell you something. When they put that bat in your hands, they're expecting you to do something with honey. They don't expect you to strike out. They expect you to get on base, and if you can, please hit a home run. And if there's ever a time we need the saints of God to be able to get their bets and hit a home run, it's the day that we're living in. It's time to get that bed and hit it over the head of some devils and knock their heads off and let all hell know I'm anointed of the Holy Ghost. I got the power of God, and what I got, it comes from heaven. And it can drive all hell out. We are the children of the most high God that have been anointed of God. I can't stay here. I got to go. I went to the same Bible college Brother Hernandez went to. I was under the ministry of Brother Clyde Haney just as he was. Man, we used to have a time. But one day, somebody walked inside of one of our classes, and his name was Edmund Dias. And when Edmund Dias would walk in, he would bring God. <laughs> and when he would bring God, you would know God was in the place. Every time we had class, by the time it was over, we were on our knees with our hands lifted up, giving God the praise and the glory because of the unction that was upon this man and the anointing of God Almighty. He was a man that had a double portion upon him. Hallelujah. And God was with him. He would tell us next time you come, Bring somebody. Bring your co-workers. Bring your family. Bring your friends. He said, because when you bring them, I guarantee I'll lay hands on them and they'll receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And by the time they get out of this place, they'll be full of the Holy Ghost. That was the double portion he was talking about. And they would bring him. And as sure as he said, they would walk out full of the Holy Ghost. He came to this area one time. And in one weekend, 60 received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I said, my God, what an anointing. And then one day, I was in prayer. And I felt the impulse, the moving of the Holy Ghost. And God said, you're going to have a revival, and I'm going to pour out of my spirit. 
I told the church we're having revival and God's going to pour out of his spirit. And the first thing that hit my mind was go call Brother Dias. And I got on that phone and I said, Brother Dias, I need you. He said, I'll be there. Get him ready. <laughs> Hallelujah. That guy was on a high horse. Hallelujah. All hell couldn't stop him because he had made up his mind. Man, we called the church together for revival and everybody came. And you know how we act when revival comes? Like a bunch of wild Indians. Amen. Savages, amen, that can't contain it, amen. We run the aisles, amen. We run pews, we jump everywhere we can, hallelujah. Giving God the praise and the honor and the glory. I'd rather be in the church, honey, where I feel like shouting and feel like running and feel like jumping and feel something inside of me than to sit there dead and tall and dried out, amen. I'd rather be giving God glory than not doing nothing at all. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so the first night went by and we were shouting, praising the Lord. And nobody got the Holy Ghost, but hold on, we got two more nights. So the next night we get together and here we go again. Hallelujah. Then service was over and I said, my God, nobody got the Holy Ghost tonight either. Can somebody raise your hand if you got the Holy Ghost. All right, tomorrow for sure. Amen. So the next day comes and old brother dies, starts to preaching. Man, Holy Ghost starts a moving. And then all of a sudden, Brother Dias comes to me. He said, I got to go home. I said, what? You got to go home? He said, yeah, my wife is ill. She's been ill from the beginning of this revival, and I got to go. I go, well, what do you got to tell me? He said, God bless you. <laughs> it was already time to dismiss. And everybody was looking at me, and I said, Brother Dash had to go. I said, we got one minute. Because you know you can only do so much. We don't got wings, so we can't fly. That's it, honey. You done run as fast as you could, as long as you could. And it's time to say, adios. And you know what they were looking at me. You said people were going to get the Holy Ghost. I said, we got one minute. And I got to let you go. Because I ain't going to fight this. I said, so bow your head. In one minute, we're gone. And man, I send up a telegram. I said, don't you do me like this. Don't you leave me like this. 
Then before I knew it, it was 30 seconds. And in 30 seconds, I had to tell everybody goodbye. You're dismissed. And then 10 seconds. And I said, oh, my God, 10 seconds left, and I'm a dead man around here. Eight, seven, six, five, four. And then all of a sudden, when it was going to hit one, somebody started shouting. And you know how we get when they get the Holy Ghost? She got it. And I said, oh, my God, she got it. She got the Holy Ghost. And then all of a sudden over there, somebody started pointing. They're getting it. And that was number two. And then number three. And then number four. And then number five. And then number six. And then number seven. And then number eight. And then number nine. And then number ten. And then number eleven. And then number twelve. And then number thirteen. And then number fourteen. And then number fifteen. And then number sixteen. And then number seventeen. And then number eighteen. In ten minutes, God filled eighteen people with the power of the Holy Ghost. God said, put the mantle on. You don't need Brother Dyes. You got the mantle. Speak the word, and the word shall go forth. I'm not staying here, honey. I gotta go get the double portion. I got an inheritance. An inheritance. My dad, those of you that know him, he's a powerful man in God. And one day he came down to Long Beach. My brother is a drug addict, was a drug addict. He messed up his life so bad that his wife left him. And you know how a woman is when she makes up her mind. That's it. You ain't getting no more. She's gone, honey. Amen. She'll write you your dear John and say, hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more. Because my mind's made up. You go do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. And my brother knew she wasn't coming back. My dad told him, if you pray to God right now, God will bring her back. He said, Dad, she ain't coming. I know her. She made up her mind. She ain't coming back. He said, I'm going to make you a deal. If I pray to God right now, and if he brings her home in a month, I want you to get baptized in Jesus' name, and I want her to get baptized in Jesus' name. He said, I'll get baptized, but she ain't coming home, Dad. She's gone. I don't even know where she's at. He said, as long as God knows where she's at, that's what's important, honey, because it's not a matter of you and what you can do and how you can fix it up. But there's a God in heaven that what you cannot do and what I cannot do, his mighty hand can perform it and he can bring it to pass. He said, I'm going to pray right now. And in the name of Jesus, she'll be here within a month. 
he left. And my sister-in-law told me the story. She said, I had gone. She said, I wasn't coming back. I said goodbye to my children. I said goodbye to Willie. And I made up my mind I wasn't coming back. I was going to go get a job. I was going to fix myself up. I got an apartment. She said, everything was going the way I planned. And then one night in the midnight hour, when I was laying in my bed, all of a sudden, somebody walked inside of that bedroom. And when he walked inside of that bedroom, he scared the living light out of me. I said who in the world are you he said who I am is not important but it's time for you to go because your days are numbered and your days here are over and I realized one thing that what walked into my bedroom was death itself and I remember I started crying he said it's time for you to go and I said I can't go he said why can't you go she said because I have children and I have a husband he said you don't care about your husband husband and you don't care about your children pack up we're gone she said no please let me stay he said I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell you once and if you don't do what I say I'll come back again and when I come back the second time I'm not going to ask you I'm just going to take you I want you to go back to your husband and I want you to reconcile with him he said when he walked out of that door I packed up my bags I went back to my husband I'm going to tell you something when the power of the anointing is upon your life and the unction of the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you know the power of God. There's something about the anointing that when it goes forth, honey, it goes forth in power. Hallelujah. The double portion of His Spirit we were having service there in Stockton. And all of a sudden, I was feeling my Wheaties. And man, I was feeling the unction, Brother Ramirez. I was feeling good. And all of a sudden, I told the church, I want everybody to turn towards where the county jail is. And the county jail was to our south. I said right now in the name of Jesus we're going to bind the powers that are there because we got people going into the county jail to this day and we're going to set forth revival in that place everybody ready everybody with me in the name of Jesus we bind the powers of darkness and we loosen your spirit man we were going at it and I had the director there of the jail ministry. He said, Pastor, I'm going to tell you the truth. When you said all that, I thought it was a bunch of baloney. He said, you know, a lot of times we tell a whole lot of things and nothing comes to pass. He said, God, I'm going to ask you one thing. If what this man is doing is true, I want to see it for myself. Brother Dan said he got to that county jail, and when he walked inside those prison doors, all of a sudden they started running to him. And they said, Dan, you never believe what's going on. He said, what's that? There's revival everywhere. Men are on their knees, and they're praying, and they're wanting Bible study, and they want to be baptized in Jesus' name, and they want to give their lives to God. Don't tell me there ain't no power in the unction and anointing of the power of the Holy Ghost. We got pastors 
that's here this afternoon. God called you into your city to turn that city upside down. And by the very anointing that God is going to give upon you this day, there's going to be things that you're going to see that are the mighty hand of God. Because once God begins to anoint, honey, you better get out of the way because the spirit of Elijah is here. I said the spirit of Elijah is here and the power of God. I'm not staying here. I got to go where the anointing's at. We were in service a year ago. And my oldest daughter was going through things. And we went down to get our pictures, family pictures. And when we were getting our pictures, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost spoke to me. And he said, in a year, I'm going to give your daughter a boyfriend and her husband that you've been praying for all these years. I said, my God. And one night in service, when everybody was there, I got up in the Holy Ghost. And I said, in one year, my daughter is going to have her husband and her boyfriend. A year from now, she's going to have it. And when I walked away from that service, the devil said, man, you're about as dumb as can be. I got your number. I said, devil, when God says something, it's going to come to pass. And the months went by. And soon November was coming. And guess what? All of a sudden, she fell in love with a young man by the name of Eric. And it was that very year that God said, I'm going to send him. And I'm going to bless you with him. And I said, thank God for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the power of God. I'm going to tell you something. We don't have to stand up for our doctrine. I'm going to tell you what's going to get the job done. When they walk out of the streets into our buildings and feel the unction of the Holy Ghost and know the power of God is in our midst. That's when they're going to fall on their knees. Then when they're going to give witness that God is in the midst of us. It's time to rise up. It's time to cross the Jordan. It's time to give God the praise and the glory. Oh, hallelujah. Peoria, revival is ours. Los Angeles, revival is ours. Ventura, Staten, the double portion has come. Give me some musicians. Hallelujah. I was down in Hawaii. Holding a crusade. And the work there in Hawaii was barely being cultivated. It was hard ground. And you know how those Samoans are, big old dudes. I thought Chicanos were big. Man, they are huge there. I was with Brother Raul Chavez. And all of a sudden, we're having service. And these six Samoans walk in. Man, they were big old. You know, I know we were bad when we were in the world. But to whip six Samoans, honey, 
You're going to need some help. Hey, man, we were having a, a picnic in Stockton, and there was two guys getting loaded, you know, acting dumb and everything. And I went over there, and they were shooting up and everything. And, man, I had enough of them, and I said, listen, I'm going to tell you this one thing. If you all don't get out of here in five minutes, you're going to be sorry you hung around. And all of a sudden, I looked at them, and their eyes were wide open. I said, thank you, Jesus, putting the fear of God in these men here. I said, you hear what I said? And they shake their head, yes. And then all of a sudden, I realized when I turned around, there was 20 brothers behind me. And that's why they were saying, yeah, I'm going to tell you something. We're not alone, honey. All heaven is with us. And the power of the anointing of the double portion. Yeah. I started preaching. And those six Samoans were there. And as I was preaching, they started giggling and started playing around. Amen. And all of a sudden, my spirit got stirred up. And I looked at them, and they were just smirking at me, thinking that this was nothing but a joke. I stopped right where I was, and I said, I want you six young men to come up here. They were about six two. And I said, I want you to listen to me. I said, you think God's funny? You think this is a joke? He said, I'm going to do something right now to let you know there's a God in heaven. And I went before the first one. I said, in the name of Jesus. And when I laid hands on him, he fell right on his back, slain in the spirit. Then I went to the second one, the third one, the fourth one, the fifth one, the sixth one. By the time it was over, they were all in their bags. And I kept on preaching the word of the Lord. Because the anointing is the power that God has given us to go. There was a soul there, a man. He said, when I saw them playing around, I said, man, I wish somebody would do something. I said, but I know there was too many of them, and they were too big. He said, but when I saw that preacher man lay hands on them and saw the power of God come on them, it made me a believer. I know there's a God in heaven now because I've seen it for myself. We got to quit talking about it and start getting the power that God Almighty gave home to us. It's time for you to get excited. It's time for you to get stirred. It's time for you to get the anointing. It's time for you to rise up and go get that double portion. Every head lifted up. I feel something in my spirit right now. I got preachers here this afternoon. They are crying out. God Almighty. Give me the power of my forefathers. 
Let the spirit of brother love come upon us. You got a call of God on your life. God put you there. And right now God's taking you by the hand. And he's taking you in the midnight hour. And he's telling you, lift up your eyes. I got stars you haven't seen. I got promises you haven't touched. Elijah said there's something about being around this Elijah. There's something about seeing the hand of God. I want it. And there's something about being around this Jesus. There's something about being around this Jesus. He tells me I can do. What my heart tells me to do. And something's telling me, wait here. While I go down yonder. But Elijah said, I'm not staying. I can't stay. I gotta go. What do you want? Give me a double portion of thy spirit. Brother Moses, come and sing. I want to do something. I want to invite every pastor, every preacher and man, make room. Preacher's wives, pastor's wives. I want everybody that's called to the ministry to make your way. Cause God's going to give you courage. 
and the mountain that is before you it will be moved in the name of Jesus let the anointed come
Let it rain. Let it rain. 